Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right. I always like to start with something fun and interesting. And I have a question for you. What would you do if you won the lottery? What would you do if you won the lottery? I mean, I would, okay, I would definitely not stop working. Yes, I would keep working these crazy 60-hour weeks because I love what I do. Mm, no, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I'd go buy an island somewhere. Okay, the reason why I bring this up is what did the guy who won the $2 billion jackpot last year do? Oh, my gosh. Imagine winning $2 billion. A guy by the name of Edwin Castro, he went on vacation to Fiji with all of his best friends, and then he just totally removed himself from all of social media. He opted for a lump sum payment of $997 million. Wow. Then he had to hire a slew of bodyguards for himself and his whole family. He bought real estate in Bel Air, Hollywood Hills. I don't know. I'll tell you something. If I ever do win the lottery, I'm going to share it with everyone. I will. Not the money. I'm just going to let you all know that I won. And on that happy note, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing is now a tech thing. And to those of you joining us for the first time, a warm welcome to you. We're thrilled to have you aboard and to our, our loyal listeners. So welcome back. You look amazing, darling. And I'm, of course, Kim Commando, America's digital goddess here with you once again. It's the biggest show, the most trusted show about all things digital. And you can find my award-winning show in over 420 top stations across the United States. And you can also find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free, over at commando.com. Just hit that big old button that says Commando Community. And a big hello and salute and Merry Christmas goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network Radio, reaching over 375,000 U.S. service members serving in 175 countries and 200 ships at sea. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And, hey, I need two things from you, okay? Uh, number one, the best way for us to grow this show and podcast is for you to tell one friend. That's all. Just tell one friend. And also, number two, tell me what you like. Tell me your questions. Tell me what you want to hear more about by heading to commando.com. That's with a K, of course. And then hitting that button that says email Kim. All right, just for you, dear one, I check out 35 to 40 different websites every single day. And here are the top five things you need to know that's happening in tech right now. And starting with this, I was getting ready for work on Thursday morning and Barry came into my bathroom and said, you are so smart. You are just so smart. You said this was going to happen over a year ago because of chat GPT, people won't need websites anymore. And I looked at him and said, after all these years of being married, you just realized how smart I am? All right, the idea of building a website is really over, unless you're providing something very unique. Uh, maybe you're a unique shopping site or you're an influencer. Here's the reason why. Google's been testing this AI product called the Search Generative Experience on 10 million folks. The search site can pull up answers directly and put it just right at the top of the page. And then with ChatGPT, you don't have to go to a website anymore. So guess what's happened? Uh, Google has been, has been, notice past tense, has been delivering about 40% of traffic to media websites. We're talking about news sites, magazine sites, large and well, about 40%. And now with all these new changes, guess what? Ooh, 
going down to a big fat zero. So here's the deal. If you have a website and you depend on Google traffic, you have to pivot now because if you don't innovate, you will evaporate. Uh, Moving on to number two, Google's also doing something else. They're getting rid of cookies. They're going to be killing the internet cookies starting January 4th. It's going to roll out to 30 million people, 1% of Chrome users. Uh, You see, websites use these third-party cookies to do what? They track you online. They figure out what you're buying. You know, that pair of ugly boots that you looked at, they just follow you all around the internet until you're like, okay, stop, I'll buy them already. So what's going to be the replacement? Uh, Google's going to let the Chrome browser look at what you do online. That data will stay within the Chrome browser itself. Then the Chrome browser will sort in what they call ad topics. So if you're religious and to sports, you're going to see ads for those. Now, this may be a privacy win, but remember, this isn't really Google protecting your privacy because, you know, the P at Google does stand for privacy. It's about them keeping all this data for themselves. So instead of letting other websites in on tracking and storing data, it's just going to be Google. Uh, Number three in our list of five things, I would never buy a Tesla again. Uh, Never, ever, ever. After more than a dozen crashes involving the autopilot system, some of them fatal, Tesla is finally recalling almost virtually every Tesla made from this year since 2012. Wow, two million cars, almost all the cars. Uh, Tesla's autopilot requires your attention to drive. Tesla has, they say they have systems to check whether or not you're paying attention, but mm, easy to fake out. And maybe a weight that attaches to the steering wheel can trick the system to thinking you're actually looking at the road and you're holding that steering wheel. Uh, So what has Tesla done? Nothing really. So now U.S. safety regulators are stepping in and Tesla's responding with updates to ramp up the warnings. Now, I will tell you my personal experience. I've owned a Tesla. If I relied on the autopilot, I would not be here right now. I'm telling you, damn thing nearly killed me twice when I was testing it out. Once almost ran into a truck. Another time almost wanted to go up a hill. I mean, just blew through a stop sign. Crazy. Uh, number four on our list, you want a good deal? People are lining up early in U.S. strip malls to sift through items that people have returned. They're called bin stores. These are the stores loaded with everything that we're returning to Walmarts and Amazon and Target and Kohl's. In 2022, $816 billion worth of merchandise was returned in the U.S. That is a huge number, isn't it? $860 billion worth of stuff. So these bin stores buy the returned items in bulk and then they resell them. You find anything there electronics, TVs, clothing, shoes, you name it. Well, social media has boosted the popularity of these bin stores when people are sharing their flips for profit. So how do you find a bin store? Well, you can Google bin store and then your town, or you can go to this website, binstorefinder.com. Once again, that's binstorefinder.com. And finally, this coming in at number five, handing out your phone number is just risky. Identity theft, creepy folks, robocalls, not exactly what you signed up for when you signed for that cellular contract. So what should you do if you're pressured to give up your number? Well, you can try one of these decoy numbers. I saw this tip trending on Facebook the other day. Now, for you gals who are being pressured to give your number, you can try the rejection hotline. That's what's called the rejection hotline. And this works for romance scammers or just scammers in general. Here, take a listen. 
Hello, this is not the person you were trying to call. You've reached the rejection hotline. Unfortunately, the person who gave you this rejection hotline number did <laughs> oh, not. Oh, isn't that sad? That's just that's just so sad. I mean, what about? I mean, so here's this guy or gal, or they think like, oh yeah, this is great. I got her number, and then they call and they they get the rejection hotline. Oh, okay, for companies you don't know very well, you don't think that they're trustworthy. You might send them this number. Uh, it's called the Hall and Oates Hotline. Welcome to Hall and Oates, your emergency Hall and Oates helpline. To hear one on one, please press one. That's all it says. Keeps going on. I can't go for that. I can't go for that. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So, if you want these numbers, we're going to put them in a newsletter coming up. So, if you don't already get our newsletters, head over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully, it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Okay, as part of your entry, I will tell you that you are going to have to get at least one issue of my free newsletters. That's all. Just, just, just get one issue of my newsletter. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. It's one-click unsubscribe at the bottom of every single newsletter. But I think you're really going to love the newsletters because I'm telling you, I get so much positive feedback. As a matter of fact, this morning, before we get to phone calls, I have to tell you this. I was so excited because I looked at the number of subscribers. We are approaching 450,000 subscribers and only 2% say they don't like it. Wow, isn't that amazing? 2% don't like it. I'm, I'll take those odds any day. Anyway, uh, to enter to win that iPhone, go to commando.com slash win. All right, let me tell you a story. Before any show, I actually sit down and I say a prayer. And I thank God for everything that I've been blessed for. And then I also thank, I know it's going to sound so corny, but I actually thank all the generations that have come before me that have allowed me to do what I do and to follow my dream. Uh, most of which my grandparents, because I don't know if you know this, but they came over from the Ukraine. They didn't know any English. And my grandmother somehow was able to set up a really successful window washing business in Manhattan, not knowing any English. <laughs> it's really something. Um, so that's why when I was reading about Storyfile, it got my attention because I always thought like, what if I could go back in time? What if I could actually talk to my grandmother and find out like, where did she get this motivation? How did she pull things off? Because let me explain. Storyfile harnesses conversational artificial intelligence, AI, of course, to create this virtual interaction with the generations that have come before you, your ancestors. So you pose questions and then the AI responds using actual voice recordings of your relatives. Now, wouldn't that be something? It's like they're just sitting there right next to you. And to give us this inside scoop on this amazing technology, we have Stephen Smith joining us, uh, the co-founder of Storyfile. Hi there, Stephen. Hello, Kim. Nice to speak to you. So give me the story, the background of Storyfile. How did you get started with all this? 
Well, it actually began about 10 years ago. Um, I was uh, part of something called the USC Shoah Foundation, which is a Steven Spielberg's Holocaust survivor archive. And we were thinking about how do you perpetuate the conversation with those that remarkable generation of people who suffered so much and have so much to be able to share in answering questions. And we developed a program um, to be able to converse with Holocaust survivors well into the future. While we were doing that, Kim, we were taking it around museums to test it. And people were coming up and saying, can I do that with my grandmother? Wow. Could I, could I interview the, the, the founder of our company? And we went, oh, yes, the Holocaust survivors have got a lot to teach us. But in fact, there are 8 billion people who have got stories to be told and they are precious and they need preserving. And that's what started the the origins of Storyfile. That is something. Um, how is it currently being used in other places? Well, first of all, we, we do use the technology, for example, for museums, where for an, a good example of that is the World War II Museum in New Orleans, where veterans, of course, are just at the very tail end of having the, these heroes um, part of our society and are now passing, you know, passing away. And so you used to go into the World War II Museum and meet veterans who would welcome you there and talk to you. Um, that's no longer possible now because they're you know, approaching 100 years old, the youngest of them. And so, in fact, we've recently interviewed about 20 mainly centenarians um, who are leaving their stories so that visitors of the future can still meet them and talk to them. That's one use case. But then families are using it, too. Uh, just regular people can use something called Storyfile Life, which allows you to sit down with grandma um, or mom um, and uh, have a talk and uh, capture the essence of their life and their their history. And then it becomes conversational for the future. So how many hours of recordings do you need? Because I have to tell you, Stephen, we have tried to AI my voice so many times. <laughs> I mean, and not to project what I might say. I'm just talking about the the tone, the cadence, um, my slight New York accent, especially if you ask me to say the word D-R-A-W-E-R, -E it's going to come out joie. For some reason, I know, I just can't say that. Um, but how many hours of recordings, and take us through that process just a little bit. So I've got two ways to think about this. The first is this. Authentic storytelling is a little bit like a digital photograph album where um, actually all you're doing is putting this into this scrapbook, this digital scrapbook, all the things that you remember about your life and your, your story. And what happens is the AI in this case is your interviewer. So essentially what it's doing is it's asking you questions based on the things that you talk about. So I might talk about being an oral historian, which is my background, and then the AI will then serve me up a bunch of questions about the thing that I do. So the first thing is it's drawing out of you the story of your life. And then afterwards, what it's doing, it's processing that and it's looking at all the transcripts. And so when I come to have a conversation, let's just say with my father who is still alive or my mother who is now passed away, what it's doing is looking through all of that content and bringing back the most appropriate content. And then... In future, what you're going to be able to do, uh, I was just talking yesterday to a gentleman who has had a 20-year career as a, uh, as a business coach. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't, I don't want to tell all of that again. I said, I'll give you the fundamentals. And then what we'll do, we'll take all of his lectures and his tapes and his blogs and his blogs, and then we'll turn that into an AI avatar so that in the future, you're better go and say, hey, professor, can you tell me about this aspect of business? And then he, it'll draw from that archive and then power his avatar. Okay, that is amazing. That is really phenomenal. Uh, we hear of so many bad uses of AI, how it's going to take over the world and kill all the humans. But 
being able to project into the future and have these conversations, I think that would be really something. Um, if you happen to be uh, you know, passing through Bentonville anytime where the Walmart Museum is, you can go in there <laughs> and you, could you can have a conversation with Sam Walton. And that was built basically by taking the archives of the Walmart Heritage uh, Group, what you know, Sam's speeches and the taping that they did of him in various times, and then we composite that into his character. Sam is basically helping to train the next generation of store managers. They go on training there, and Sam is one of their trainers. Wow. You know, it makes that whole Abraham Lincoln exhibit in Disneyland look so archaic, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, we're being helped by a lot of technology tools these days, Kim. And, you know, we're living in a very, I, I personally love all of the developments in AI. I know there's some really scary stuff, but what we're looking at at Storyfy is how can we use, harness those tools for authentic storytelling to go deeper into the human experience and not to sort of just avatarize everything and make everything so, you know, bots and droids and, and you know, Right. Taking the human experience down a peg, what we're saying is, how can we use AI to lift up our stories and make them more accessible? Okay, Stephen, I don't want to stop our convo, but I really need to. You see, we have to pay a few bills over here, and to do that, we have to run a few commercials. But I want you to sit tight right where you are, because when we come back, I really want to know more about Storyfile. And in particular, I know that you did this with your mom who passed away. So stay right here with us. we got a lot more coming up. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Now, if you're just tuning in, let me tell you, we are deep in conversation with the co-founder and CEO of a company called Storyfile. Uh, his name is Stephen Smith. Now, Storyfile was founded in 2017. I know it sounds like ancient history, right? But it offers a couple of different options to immortalize loved ones while they're still Earthside. Now, at the basic level, a laptop and a webcam captures their image and likeness in an interview-style fashion. You can actually hire an actual historian for an extra fee. So Storyfile's AI then uses all that material to create a digital persona. And today, Storyfile says around 5,000 people have created profiles. Okay, so Stephen, thanks for hanging tight with us through that commercial break. Um, let's talk about your mother, or because you're British, your mom. You know, if it's not too hard for you, can you talk a little bit about what it was like to do Storyfile with your mom? Yeah, so uh, our platform is called Storyfile Life for a reason. It's actually really not about death. Uh, you know, any more than, for example, I would keep a photo album because I think I'm going to die. I keep a photo album because I'm celebrating the wedding or the birthday or whatever it is. It's moments of celebration. So I see Storyfile about celebrating the life of an individual. We had COVID. My mom, was, my dad, mom and dad were stuck there. I didn't see them. I lived in the States. They live in England. So I went to visit them uh, at the beginning of last year. I said, Mom, I'd love to just sit down and ask you some questions on Story for Our Life. And she said, OK. Now, I sat with her probably four or five hours. I asked her about 120 questions, all the things I've been 
dying to ask her for years and didn't have the courage to ask because you know families have taboos and they don't talk about this and they don't talk about <laughs> that true. yes <laughs> you know and i and i'm an oral historian i still don't have the courage to ask my mom i asked her all the questions i've always been wanting to ask she was a fit healthy 87 year old i was not interviewing her because i thought she was going to die and then six months later she suddenly passed away wow she'd had a very good life um but one of the questions i'd asked her and she's in the story file um catalog of questions is what would you say at your funeral so i thought well there's only one day i can ask her that question and that's at her funeral so i brought her a uh, life-size you know tv monitor into the into the event you know the, the sure. wake afterwards and there she was life-size <laughs> with 200 people looking at her and uh, i asked her questions including what would you say at your funeral and you know she gave such a lovely uh, at her own funeral gave such a lovely um talk to her friends you know mm. and it was so humanizing it sounds a little creepy it was the last thing because there she was her face you know we just seen this box disappear right um and then suddenly her smile was there and she was just talking to people as just as naturally as she would do looking into the camera and you know we asked her a number of questions and it was a beautiful beautiful send-up actually do you still talk to her that way? Well, you know, I'm 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 not attached to it insofar as I have to speak to my mom. Um, but for example, my grown-up kids, you know, they're in their early twenties. Um, a few months after that, I said, Dad, can you like send us the link to grandma's interview? So I said, sure. And they sat and sat in the living room, my my kids and and their cousins just talking to their grandmother and asking her questions about their family heritage and history, things that they'd never talked to about when she was alive. It was just, it was magical to watch, I have to say. Just felt like it wasn't reinventing her or trying to bring her back from the dead. It was just a conversation between her and her grandkids. And uh, I, would, I loved being an observer to that. It was very interesting. Well, you know, it's kind of like taking it to the next level. I mean, where we all have the stories that we pass down. I know for about my parents, my grandparents that I've passed down to kids along the way. And instead of us passing it along, they're passing it along, right? That's exactly it. You know, we're not good, Kim, at being ancestors. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> you know, you know we, we go through our lives, 60, 70, 80, 90 years, at 16 hours a day, we live the best lives we possibly can. We raise our kids, we go to work, we have a career, and we don't spend more than a few hours, if we're lucky, passing on our story to the next generation. But, you know, 60 years from now, there's going to be some great grandkid who wants to know who what their heritage, just like you were saying about your grandmother, what you would do to be able to talk to her. I would love that. Well, that I would love that. Yeah, yeah my, my uh, father was uh, diagnosed with dementia, and my then 19-year-old daughter said to me, Dad, look, I want my children to know Grandpa as I know him today. And it was just when we just created this technology. So she sat down with her grandpa and asked him all the questions that she would want her children to ask him so that they would experience him as she experienced him. And I have to say, it's a, it's a treasured family um, uh, interview because he couldn't do that interview today, you know. So, you know, how much does it cost, Stephen? Well, we allow everybody to have a, a story file for free. So it's about 35 basic life history questions. Um, so if you go to story file life, uh, it's actually life.storyfile.com. Um, and everybody can do a basic 35 question interview. And you can, you can talk about a lot in that, actually, and get a really nice sure. little, um, experience with that. And then it starts at around about $50 to start adding on 
uh, mm -hmm. sets of questions. If you want to buy the whole life membership, it's about five hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, I've I purchased um, for my mom one of those mm -hmm. books, you know, that you fill out, like, tell me about your legacy. She never did it. She never wanted to do it. I kept bugging her, you know, can you fill out this? So we ended up, I ended up asking her some questions and things like that. But having the prompts, I think, is really important. And then being able to, like you said, to take that that audio file and that visual file and to extend it. I just think that what you're doing is really remarkable, Stephen. And, and thank you for telling us about it. I'm sure that a lot of folks who are watching and listening right now, they're like, hey, that's really cool. It's not creepy. It's actually a really wonderful use of AI and technology. Thank you, Kim. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. You betcha. If you'd like to learn more about StoryFile, as well as they have two competitors, we have an article posted over at commando.com. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com, just in case you didn't know. All right. Apple recently shared the results of a study from MIT on the growing threat of cyber attacks around the globe. Listen to this. 2.6 billion personal records were breached in 2021 and 2022. And I bet you that number is even higher for 2023. So it's time to do something about it. We're talking about end-to-end -end encryption. It has always been the default for Apple messages and iCloud keychain and health data. That's great. But you might be missing out if you're not using what's called the advanced data protection. This way, all your messages in iCloud, uh, iCloud Drive, notes, photos, reminders, bookmarks, any shortcuts that you have with Siri, your voice memos, your wallet passes is actually turned on. Now, to do all this, it's a whole bunch of steps. So we have it posted on the website, but you're going to get into your settings on your phone and start there. iCloud, and then you scroll to the bottom and tap on Advanced Data Protection, or you can just search for Advanced Data Protection on your phone itself. What about Android? doesn't have the same thing. They have something called Google Play Protect. Uh, it performs daily scans, disables malware, harmful apps, but it really doesn't do end-to-end -end encryption. We've got more information about this on the website as well. So if you want to learn more about it, well, look no further than commando.com and hit that button that says show picks. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. All right, Kevin in Portland, Oregon. Hey, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of the show and the newsletter and the podcast, especially your Friday show, but we really need to get the lesser half of the ATM on board with your newsletters. <laughs> oh, I know. We do, don't we, Andrew? we got to get them signed up. Hey, some big news about the podcast is yes. that starting in January, um, Andrew and I are going to be doing a podcast every single day. Just like that Friday format, because everybody seems to love our Friday podcast. So 
I do. That's great. That's great news. And, you know, although I'm one of your greatest simps, I promise I'm never going to ask you for (laughs) photos of your feet. I promise. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I know you're a simp. Hey, didn't you win a cap? I did not. All right. Well, I think you did just now. So hold on. When we after we get done chatting, uh, give Amber your name and address, your full name and address, rather, and then we'll send you out an official show cap. So this way you can truly be a simp as you're walking around Portland. Awesome. Thank so you, what's going on? So I'm quite an introvert, and I love spending time out in the mountains of the forest of Oregon, and there's no cell phone coverage there. So I use an old-school GPS, and I have for many years for two main reasons. Number one, I have a horrible sense of direction. People tell me it's so bad I can get lost on an airplane. Oh, no. (laughs) Number two, my my wife of 37 years, who gladly tells me where to go all the time, doesn't enjoy bouncing around next to me in my Jeep during these excursions. So my GPS... I. I have been able to update it periodically, and then I no longer can. Every time I try and update it, it says it doesn't have sufficient memory uh, to to provide the updates. So before I buy a new GPS, my question for you was, are there any recent iPhones that have the ability to use truly G- or satellite GPS, maybe on downloaded maps? Well, what you can do is on your phone, whether on Google Maps or Apple Maps, is that you can... Go ahead and select the area that you're going to be navigating around. Then you can download all the apps to use in offline mode. Uh, And so this way you don't even need any cellular data or satellite connection in order for you to see the maps. And so you can follow along that way. Um, There are also some, I was just thinking when you said like, you know, take in your Jeep. Um, Have you ever used the app All Trails? Uh, yes, I have. Because some of those maps, I think like 99% of them that you can also use in offline use. And so that's basically what it means. It's offline is that you're going to download the maps in advance wherever you're going to be heading out. And then wherever you're going to be hanging out, you're going to download them before you leave, obviously, so that wherever you get where you're going, you're just going to pop up that. Now, there are satellite GPSs. Uh, there are some satellite tools that you also might want to take with you. Like the brand new iPhone 15 and as well as the 14, it has SOS mode. So just in case you get stuck in a place where you flip the Jeep or whatever it may be, uh, is that that might be a safety tool. (laughs) That might be a safety tool for you as well, because if you can't call 911, it's going to automatically use satellite connections to give your longitude and latitude to the local emergency response team. That makes sense. And which models of iPhones is that available on? Uh, the 14 and 15. 14 being last year's okay. model, 15 being this year's model. Uh, I had the 14 and I brought and I purchased the 15 and I put them side by side and they look the same to me. <laughs> okay, so I, I think you'd probably call it a 14.1 maybe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going like, oh my gosh, I just wasted like 1500 bucks. But then I'm like, okay, well, this is my job. So yeah, I have to do that. <laughs> So, you know, so try the okay. try the offline maps. I think you're really going to like that. And since you're already familiar with the all trails, um, you know, download the trail maps for offline use there. Good for not only driving, but also hiking trails. And take a look at that iPhone 14, 15. If you don't want that, there's also something called the Spot Satellite. And Garmin has a tool as well. Spot Satellite is just what it is. It's about the size of the palm of your hand. And then you can also give uh, instructions for emergency responder, you get stuck in a tight space as well. Now, Kevin, because you're a simp, don't forget, hang on the line. Amber's going to get your name and address, and we're going to send you out an official Kim Commando Show ball cap 
And thanks for all your kind words about the pods and the newsletters and good things like that. Speaking of, did you hear about the new GPS for seniors? Did you hear about it? It's a new GPS for seniors. Not only does it tell you how to get to your destination, it tells you why you wanted to get there. Ho, ho, ho. That was a good one. Wasn't making fun of anybody. I just want to make you laugh. Uh, Michael in Indianapolis. Well, I had a question about um, identity theft protection. I am currently a customer of LifeLock and have been for about six years. Sure. Uh, but they ch- they changed ownership, as I'm sure you're aware of. And uh, my customer experience, I would say, is not satisfactory. So I was wondering if you could recommend an alternative. Well, you know, there are different <laughs> identity theft services out there. And, of course, LifeLock, now owned by Norton, is is probably still the biggest one that's that's available. Uh, you know, if you don't want to pay for this, there are things that you can do before we talk about options. Uh, you can freeze your credit, and you have to do that on the three credit bureaus, and we've got steps on how to do that over on the website. But if you are truly concerned about your identity, and if you, you know, don't want to play with the big boys anymore, the, the life locks of the world, uh, there, there's a company called Identity Guard, Uh, they do basically the same thing, monitoring alerts, identity theft. They do credit monitoring. Uh, They have fraud resolution. And uh, they used to be a sponsor of the show, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And they're still out there and and full force. So if you're looking for an option for identity theft, just, you know, take a look at Identity Guard. There's also Identity Force, by the way, Identity Guard, Identity Force. And then consider uh, freezing your credit. And again, we've got the steps on how to do that. What that means is that nobody's able to get any type of credit information about you because your credit report is frozen. And when you do get a request, you have to unfreeze it. Or if you know you're going to apply for a mortgage or a credit card or whatever, is that you go ahead and you open your credit card up for your credit report, rather, for a particular time, say 24, 48 hours. And then you lock that sucker back down. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for your call today. Such great questions. I love hearing from you guys and gals, which, you know, by the way, if you're just too shy to come on the show, I get that. You can always drop me your questions on the website. Head over to commando.com. There's a link that says email Kim. And I do read every single note that you send me. And I know whenever I say that, one of you is going to send a note and go, oh, well, let's just see if you read this one, Kim Commando. Let's see if you respond. I don't have time to reply to everyone, but I do read every single note. I do reply to some from time to time, though. Again, that's commando.com, and that link is email Kim. Are your apps listening to every single thing that you say? Well, there's a list in your phone that will tell you if they really are. And here's the scoop. When you install an app, Do you actually ever read the terms and conditions? No one does. But inside that legal mumbo jumbo, you may have said yes when you clicked agree that you gave that app permission to listen using your phone's microphone and start collecting data. So how can you see which apps are actually doing this? Well, for iPhone users, go into settings, tap privacy and security, and then the microphone. This pulls up a handy dandy list of all the apps that are using your mic. And then from there, just disable the apps you don't want picking up conversations. Now, for Android owners, it's a similar story. Head over to your settings menu, find the apps permission manager, disable the mic for any apps that shouldn't have it. And finally, before you download an app, just read the reviews in the Apple app or Google Play Store because sometimes they divulge that. Hey, don't forget 24-7, you can always find me at the website. That's commando.com.
This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.